The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, first up, two weeks ago, I mentioned I had just returned from a meeting hosted by the Women's Leadership Network, which is Interpublic Group's professional development initiative for its female employees. Well, thousands of women gathered to watch Jeffrey Tobias Halter share his thoughts on how women can get ahead in business. Those of you who listen regularly know that Jeffrey is a former Purse Strings guest and a former co-executive who's founded his own company called Why Women, the letter YWomen.com. It's an organization committed to progressing women in business, especially in the sales area. Well, in light of today's guest and her vast success in the business world. I thought it was fitting, fitting to share some of Jeffrey's thoughts from that big presentation. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the big takeaways for the group in the room and probably for those watching via satellite was to really become better negotiators. He said that women need to really hone this skill and he suggests we take a class in the art of negotiation. He also suggests that we seek out male mentors and that those men would welcome the ability to mentor, especially those who had daughters of their own. So women out there, if you're listening today and thinking about engaging a male mentor, think about those men who may be predisposed to mentor you. Jeffrey said that fundamental difference between men and women is that men see business as winning. Women see it as a collaborative effort, and we need to get to the point quicker instead of laboring over trying to substantiate with 100% surety our position. Men, he says, just go in with 80% certainty and make a decision off of that. I think that's that was a very interesting aha moment for me. However, Jeffrey is convinced that women will eventually take over business, if not the sheer numbers of us graduating from college and the number of advanced degrees we're getting from business and law school, but the fact that, of course, you know what, we're, we're super smart and we have every ability uh, and every opportunity um, in his mind to be at the table. Well, we're going to find out today how my guest views business and get her take on how women in business should position themselves for even greater success than we experience today. But before we get to her, our first profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker. She's a woman in her late 40s and 50s, self-employed in a mid to to a small size business, works full-time, making over 60,000 and a parent of children in high school or college. There's over one 
2.5 million of these women out there, and they are influenced um, by what they see in the magazines. They like to stand out in a crowd. Um, they consider themselves ambitious and motivated. They often describe themselves as a workaholic wanting to get to the very top of her career, and it's important in her mind that her family thinks she's doing well. She juggles a lot of tasks and she says you know what if you don't succeed at first keep trying and you will she lives in the moment takes advantage of life and how she spends her money she says is more important than how she spends excuse me how she spends her time is more important than how she spends her money she does value quality items and is open to trying new things and that includes trying new stores um, and new brands speaking of brands she's shopping at Herbergers, uh, Nine West, Williams Sonoma, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom's. She's driving a Cadillac, a Toyota, or a Volvo, or a Lexus. And for media, she's reading um, lots of different magazines, some of them informative, some of them design-oriented, including Martha Stewart Women, Martha Stewart Living, People, Architectural Digest, Better Homes and Gardens, and In Style and Money Magazine. She's watching We, CNN, Food Network, HBO, and HGTV. And she's online at eBay, Travelocity, iVillage, MSN, and BarnesandNoble.com. Well, my guest today knows a lot about women in business and herself, a very successful businesswoman. Gail Evans is the best selling author of Play Like a Man, Win Like a Woman. It's an incredibly informative business guide to the secrets men know about success that women need to learn, very much like what I was speaking of with Jeffrey Tobias Halter. Um, Evans began her career in the early 1960s. She's worked on a number of congressional staffs and also worked at the White House in the office of the special counsel to the president during Lyndon B. Johnson's administration. She was also instrumental in the creation of the President's Committee on Equal Employment Opportunity in the 1966 Civil Rights Act. She began at CNN um, back in the days when it first began in 1980. She was promoted to executive vice president for CNN in 1996. And then in 2000, she was named to executive vice president of domestic networks for CNN News Group. And she retired the following summer in 2001 from CNN. And since then, it's kept very active in a variety of charities um, that she's committed to uh, from her home base in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm very excited to be speaking with Gail Evans. I'm looking forward to talking to her about the rules of women in business and the secrets to her own success. So stick around more when Purse Strings returns after the break. This webmasterradio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. In 500 yards, C-P-A Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, C-P-A Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, C-P-A Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. 
publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Gail Evans, author of Play Like a Man, Win Like a Woman, and also the book She Wins, You Win. Evans' career is vast, beginning in government and culminating as the executive vice president of CNN, from which she retired in 2001 after 21 years. Evans was appointed by President Clinton to the Commission on White House Fellows and has a way of success in her path. Gail, welcome to the program. My pleasure. Well, I'm really, really thrilled to be speaking with you today. I am a former journalist. I um, like to think that I kind of charted my own path as well as the first female news director at two TV stations and then launched a second career in PR and advertising. So I, I feel like I can really have kind of a unique appreciation for the success that you created for yourself at CNN, which is certainly not something that's easily accomplished in that industry. What do you think was the secret to working for a startup cable news company to becoming executive vice president of domestic networks for the CNN News Group, Gail? Oh, I think um, I probably uh, I showed up, you know, ready to play fully every day. I think half the people that come to work are only half there, um, and so they miss three-quarters of what's going on. Uh, I, I am not a perfectionist, and I always figured that someday if, if I, things didn't work out, I got fired, I could always do something to put food on the table and take care of my family and the rest. So I think that I just really was there as a smart employee who was fully engaged. And I, I think that it's so many people are trying to figure everything out all the time and trying to fix themselves that they come across as being inauthentic and they don't really listen. The answers are there most of the time. 
It's just that you've got to be listening to what's going on. And you have to really watch and absorb instead of spending all the time trying to fix yourself. Try to solve the problems. And I think my greatest business asset is I am a problem solver. I love problems. I love to solve them. I don't like to complain about them. I like to see them, identify them, and then figure out what you need to solve them. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you've given several pieces of advice right there. I think showing up is three-quarters of the issue, right? So many people just don't even bother to show up. The other is to be focused. The other is to listen. And the other is don't try to fix yourself so much. Pay attention and then act, right? Try to solve right. some problems. All of those very key. You've authored two books, um, really dedicated both of them to sharing a lot of those hard-earned secrets to winning in business. Your first book, Play Like a Man, Win Like a Woman, extremely successful. And then your follow-up, She Wins, You Win, was published in 2003, also has had a very, very good run. Do you feel both of these books still hold up fairly well today? And, And when I say that, I'm kind of doing that in the context of the fact that for a time in our lives, women are really achieving, um, from an education standpoint, probably the best that they ever have. You, you know, we're the majority population. Right. We okay. churn out majority okay. numbers in, in colleges and, and achieve most of the advanced degrees out there. Do you feel like your books in this in this day and age of, of women still making fairly good strides hold up pretty well? Well, I... First of all, the fact that we are getting educated in greater numbers and that we're 54% of the, you know, BAs and and all the rest is wonderful, but it hasn't reflected in the numbers in terms of women in leadership. So the numbers have been flat for at least a decade. Um, and so we're not really in virtually every industry, uh, whether it's professions like law or medicine or whether it's in, in business and commerce, we represent around 15, 16, 17 percent of power within the organization. Uh, we are, women are stuck in middle management where all the hard work gets done, uh, but women are not making the breakthroughs. So that, that the education has gotten us to the middle, but it's not what's going to get us uh, closer to the top. So from that perspective, um, I think things are relevant I, of what I've written. For me, what I wrote in She Wins, You Win is relevant today and will continue to be relevant for decades on uh, because I think until women t- start really supporting each other and helping each other through, through the morass and the mazes and by, with business and rainmaking and all the rest, it's not going to change. But I, I think until we go from the I can do it mentality to the we can do it mentality, uh, it, we're not going to see a lot of difference in where we operate. So for me, she wins, you win is still very, very relevant. For most women, play like a man, win like a woman is still relevant and still more relevant because they see it as the secret to the game. But I've come to the point where I believe the big secret to the game is we got to take care of each other. Yeah, you know, I, I found that to be an interesting insight from She Wins, You Win. You do talk about the importance of a, uh, being a team player, and not just a team player with men and women, but really making a point of keeping a close group of women advocates. You call them women advocates in the right. workplace. How do you identify those advocates? How do you surround yourself with the women that you should surround yourself with? 
Oh, I, I think that uh, it, when you get in the workplace, it becomes fairly obvious uh, who the people are who empower you and who the people are who unempower you. And you want to be around people who are going to encourage you to go for it, not people who are going to tell you, you better be careful. Because one of the places we do tend to get stuck is about taking risk. We don't go for the next promotion because we think of all of the, we think of how hard we're working now, and we couldn't, we can't work any harder. We, and so what happens is we get encouraged to stay stuck where we are. When you have a group of women around you who are pushing you and say, you'd be great at that job, and you'll figure out how to make it all work, but you need to go for it, that's when we're gonna, things are going to begin to change for us. So I think, you know, I think everybody knows instinctively who the people are who are vested in their success. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for people who want to make you the best you can be. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes being the best you can be means kind of upsetting the apple cart, if you will. And I think as women, we tend to be good networkers, very collaborative. But we also tend to kind of want to keep things peaceful. But sometimes it's in our best interest to have some conflict. When do you know which path is the right one, Gail? Well, I, th- I think that, that the problem that we run into with conflict is that we don't see conflict as straight business discussion disagreement. We see conflict as personal, and if somebody doesn't like my idea, it somehow has something to do with me. When the reality is if somebody doesn't like your idea, they're, they're having a business difference with you. So little boys, I think, because of the fact that they play on teams, so from the time they're you know two years old, they play on they play in big groups of, of kids. They play on teams. They learn. Today I win. Tomorrow he wins. You know, today I lose. Tomorrow he loses. It's a it's an ongoing kind of a game, and you never know who's going to be on top. So we all just got to keep playing and be nice to each other. I think that with women, it's much more dramatic. I don't think we learn how to win well as children. I actually think we learn more about being good losers than good winners. So it's easier for us to give in. And I think that we don't understand the fun of winning. I think a lot of women are afraid of power when it comes to their business life. In our personal lives, we have no trouble exercising power, doing all of these things brilliantly. But when it comes to the business world, we see things like power and ambition in negative ways rather than positive ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to take us together, helping each other. See, power isn't about good and bad and, you know, subjugation. Power is about having the ability to get things done. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I hear women all the time who say, you know, if I ever really admit I'm ambitious or I talk about my ambition, I can see the other women's eyeballs sort of rolling, sort of who does she think she is or where does she think she's going. And uh, and we, we just need to stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, Gail, do you think it's better um, that we seek out powerful men as mentors? What do you think of that idea? 
I actually, I, I know Jeff. I've known him for, for years. <laughs> I actually totally disagree. I think that women need to have strong women as mentors because I think that, I think for women, peer mentoring is frequently is better mentoring than having somebody powerful for the mentor because I think when you find somebody who's different from you, i.e. a man, and who's much more powerful than you, than you, that frequently what happens is you think he's going to help you get fixed, and he thinks his job is to fix you. Mm-hmm. And so that you spend a lot of time trying to get fixed and learn what his style is. And that's just, it's like wearing the navy blue suit back in the 1960s. It's learning about how to be a junior man. I think what you need are mentors around you, women who see and watch what you're doing, who can help you to to maximize what you do well and to minimize what you don't do well and uh, and be supportive in that kind of way. But I think that that's for the mentoring that teaches you how to play. There's another kind of mentoring which is really much closer to sponsorship or what I say is, you know, putting your name in play. Mm-hmm. And that's the person who identifies the smart person and the go-getter and the, the comer and the person with great potential um, on the team, you know, in, the, in their office or whatever else. And when the opportunity comes for advancement, they say, you know, I've been watching Maria, and she's really got it. I think we ought to put her in this job. And when somebody else says, well, but she hasn't done this competency, the person said, I don't care. I know she can learn it. She can learn it fast. And we need to invest in making her a big-time player around here. That frequently, that person is more frequently going to be a man because mm-hmm. there are more men in those positions of authority. And so that kind of person you need to seek out. You need to make sure that person knows how good you are. Yeah. But that, but that person is not interested in fixing you and, you know, in, in the little kind of things about whether you did the PowerPoint well or not. Right, um, as a true it's mentor. A, it's, it's a different kind of person. I, I think women really need to look for peer mentors um, much, you know, in terms of those kind of things. Did I do, you know, did I do well today? Um, I, actually, I think the big bosses don't even want to have to, you know, that's a pain in the neck to them. But you yeah. need to seek out and make sure that the big bosses know how good you are. Um, you need to be your own PR person with them. Uh, you know, I understand people don't like to boast and brag. I, that's fine. Um, I don't want you to boast and brag. I want you to take yourself on as a PR client and figure figure out how you can get your accomplishments known in the way in which you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to come back, Gail, and when we come back, through, I want to talk a little bit about women as rainmakers because you, you do spend quite right. a bit of time talking about that and how it's critical to our success. So Gail Evans is going to explain that when we return after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. 
mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The Ninjas are coming. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I've been speaking with Gail Evans, author, professional speaker, and corporate mentor, who's a former White House aide and the first woman named as an executive vice president at CNN. She's also an author of two books, Play Like a Man, Win Like a Woman, as well as She Wins, You Win. And we've been talking a lot about women and mentoring. And Gail, you talk a lot, too, in your books about the need for women to be rainmakers. Talk about why that's so critical to our success. Well, I, I think when we look at the, the facts and figures, and, and, you know, as it said in the beginning of the program, we can, you know, write 80% of the checks or whatever we call them in today's world. Um, in this country, we control something like 86, 87% of the buying decisions. And yet we represent about 16, 17% of power within the corporate marketplace and within any, you know, business in this country or, or profession. So there's a huge disconnect with that. Well, what do we do to fix it? Well, I think part of what's happened is for decades, women have been waiting for the system to fix itself. If we got educated enough, we were in the pipeline long enough, it was all going to change. And what we now know is it's not changing. That you know, there, we, the education level, the pipeline uh, level, none of it has really changed in terms of the real power. The change has come into the middle, but it hasn't come any place close to the top. We've achieved nothing akin to critical mass, um, which means three women in the room, virtually any place um, in this system and in this society. So, how do we begin to shift it and change it? 
Well, I think one of the ways in which we as women begin to shift it and change it is if we begin doing the work to help other women have a chance to play in the marketplace. Give them a chance, as I say, give them a chance to bid. So I think when it starts, when you're hiring the lawyer to write your will, when you're getting ready to find the new dry cleaner, when you're getting ready to hire the photographer for the wedding, I don't want you to hire a woman. I think that's an old-time message, and I don't think it's the right message. What I want you to do is start doing the work to find an eminently qualified woman whom you give a chance to bid, give a chance to play. So that if you're looking at two or three photographers, your work is to ensure one of those two or three photographers is a qualified woman. If you're, you know, looking for a lawyer, you begin to do the work to make sure one of the, the lawyers you consider is a woman. And I, and I think the most powerful place to start it is actually in the, our personal life. Mm-hmm. I did it with the dry cleaner recently, and I picked the woman, She's and, and she's great, and I love her. And it's, you know, <laughs> been wonderful. <laughs> but you have to begin to do the work to help other women to sort of begin to put their name in play and to rain make for them. Because what happens is, if you always ensure you put a woman in the mix of the people you're considering, well, you usually don't consider more than three people. Mm-hmm. So really, the, the equation shifts from 16 or 17% to 33% pretty quickly. And I'm not arguing for 50% or for parity. I think it would be a major, major shift if we could get to a third. And, and I think it doesn't happen unless we begin to think um, in a new kind of way. And one of the amazing things is once you begin doing that and you really begin doing the work to find a woman, um, to, you know, that you give a chance to be part of the bid, but I do find that 50%, 35% or whatever else of the time, you choose that woman. And I think part of what happens is that woman knows you chose her, um, that you work to find her. And she passes it on a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I had, an, had it happen to me in an interesting way. I was building um, a master bath and, and closet onto my house. And I felt like I talk about this all the time. I needed to do the work to find a woman architect and, you know, uh, construction contractor who I could put in the mix of the people that I was looking at because I quickly had two guys. I knew their firms. I'd known them for years uh, about them. And I said, okay, well, it turned out that I really, the ideas that the, was a uh, construction company, two women, one the architect, the other construction um, engineer. I really loved the architect's ideas. I thought that she was the most creative person. I thought she understood what I was saying the most uh, and the rest, and I ended up hiring them. They did a very good job. I was very happy with it. Everything turned out beautifully and the rest. I got a call from her about six months later from the construction uh, company owner, and she said, yeah, I'll tell you the funniest story. She said, we know why, you know, how we got, how you found us in all of this. Uh, and we really appreciate your business. We were getting ready. Our sheetrock person left. And we were looking at a new, new sheetrock people. And one of the applicants was a woman. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And she said our normal response would have been, uh-uh, no way a woman, this is just not a job a woman can do well and all the rest. She said, but we tested three people on jobs. And one of the ones we tested because of you was this woman. Mm, and she said, I just you know, we hired her about a month ago. She's the best She-Rock person we ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not going to happen every time. And, and half the time, you're not going to hire the woman. But mm-hmm. you're going to at least give her a chance to, to, be, to play in the game. And, and that's how we begin to rain make for each other. Um, we're good at identifying how good you know, we are with each other. Um, and so, I mean, I think we just have to begin doing that or the barometer is not going to shift. Right. We have to really be conscious of it. Right. And, and, and then women are good at passing and, along, and, right? And I have and to just say demonstrate this, a great example nervous. of that. I love the boys. My entire business life for 35 years is 14 men and me. Mm-hmm. I, I love playing with the boys, and the boys like to play with me. It, it's not, this has got nothing, this is not about the men. This is about what women have to do. And I, I would say the same thing is true with minorities um, to help each other. Because we can't stand around complaining. We actually need to take actions that are going to be positive for everybody. Well, that kind of leads me to one of my final questions, because sadly we're running out of time. But, you know, you, the top three tips for women listening today to incorporate into their everyday lives, and one of them clearly is going to be listen to each other and consider women in the decisions that you make. Like you said, it doesn't have to be parity but just consider women. What else would you say are, are among your top tips? Um, I think that the other top tips are that I, I think that we have to um, start learning how to play to win and not see like the winning or the power or the ambition as not being nice, but understand that, that these are important components of success. And then unless you have some of those components, you can't really make change. So the things that you want and the changes you want and the differences you want are not going to happen until we begin embracing our own success. And I I think that that's very important. I think it's a very complex complex place for women. Um, And I think that the the other one uh, that I would say, which is very important to me always, is you've got to love what you do. You don't love what you do. You're not going to do it well. I've had some lousy, lousy jobs in my life. My first job was running a mimeograph and an addressograph machine. I was actually explaining to one of my students at Georgia Tech the other day what a mimeograph machine was. <laughs> um, <laughs> they couldn't believe that somebody was still alive who used one of those kind of things. I mean, it was an awful job, but I was thrilled. I had a job working you know, for a member of Congress. I was in you know, the place I wanted to be. So I loved that job because I got a job on Capitol Hill. But it was certainly a bad job, I mean, in terms of what I was doing. So I think part of it is you can't go to work and be brilliant if you don't love what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing something you hate, you need to find a way to get out of there and do something that you can love. Because I don't think you'll ever be very successful unless you love it. 
Well, and you clearly are a model of success, Gail. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I know that you speak to groups, um, you consult with companies. Where can people reach you if they're interested in, in having a conversation about how to use your many talents? Oh, uh, GailEvans.net is my website. It has my email and things on it. Fabulous. And of course, your books are out there on Amazon. I encourage people to check those out as well. Gail, continued success to you. You're a great role model for, uh, for a lot of women out there. So thank you for all you're doing on, on behalf of all of us. Thank you very, very much. It was wonderful to be here. And thanks to George, my producer, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. And until then, make it a great one. <laughs>